less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, short with Khalil Benaliul Haj. What's up, Cash Flow Contractors? Khalil here with another short to help you find less stress, more time, and more money in your business. Excited to talk to you today about learning by doing, to talk about cross-domain functional roles, which is a big term, and I'm going to break it down for you, but I want to start with a story. Um, this story comes from a book called Range by David Epstein. It's one of my favorite books, and it's about why generalists triumph in a specialized world. So in the 80s, there was an oil spill near Alaska, and that is a cold ocean, obviously, right by Alaska. And when oil goes into cold water, it creates not just an oil layer that's hard to clean up on top of water, but that oil turns into more of a peanut butter type consistency. And it was extremely difficult to clean up because in all past ocean spills with oil, uh, oil spills into oceans, they would use a hose that would uh, suck up all of the oil that was sitting on top of the water. And it would take a good amount of time, you know, weeks, months, but for this oil spill in Alaska, those hoses couldn't suck up the peanut butter consistency of the oil. And they estimated that it was gonna take upwards of 20 to 30 years to be able to clean up all of this oil that was out in the ocean. So it was a real problem. And they couldn't figure it out. Scientists couldn't figure out ways of doing it, scraping it up, picking it up in different ways. And so they put out a little ad into the uh, New York Times, I believe, but in, maybe in several newspapers, asking for help for a, basically a bounty that they would pay people if they could figure out how to solve this problem faster. And there was a guy in uh, Chicago, and he was an attorney, I believe. And he was actually reading the paper and drinking an icy. And what do you do when you're drinking an icy and it gets towards the bottom and you, it's not coming up the straw because there's too much air coming through and stuff? You you agitate it, you shake it, and then you maybe stir it with the straw, and then you're able to, you know, continue drinking the icy. And he thought about it, and he remembered back to a time when he was 18 years old. He was helping out a family friend build a staircase from their lake house down to the lake, and it was a concrete staircase that had to go for you know several yards. And they were in the hot sun putting down this concrete, and the sun would. Uh, dry up in the wheelbarrow that they had whenever they weren't pouring it. And so the way that they would uh, make it liquid again and uh, not so hard is that they would use an agitator, a, a vibrator, to put into the concrete that would agitate it, that would vibrate and shake up the concrete to make it liquid again. And he thought about it and he thought, man, what if we just got some of those agitators, those vibrators, and we put them into the ocean onto the, the um, oil and then use the hose to suck it up. And that's exactly what they did. And they cleaned it up within a matter of months rather than years. And it's amazing to me that there's all these ocean experts, oil experts that have dealt with these crises before that have been in this, this domain for, for years. It's where they've been trained and they've gotten degrees in it. But then they come to a problem like this that they've never faced and they don't know how to approach it. And it actually took someone that was outside of their domain of ocean cleanup and someone who is an attorney who really didn't even study this, but just had the experience of 
pouring concrete stairs when he was a kid and drinking an icy to be able to say, oh, wow, I can solve that problem. And so that's what I want to talk about, that it's actually some of our learning by doing isn't necessarily going to happen inside of our business, but it's actually going to happen outside of our business. It's going to happen by the experiences that we have, the hobbies that we take interest in, uh, where we will spend our time to actually get our hands dirty and try something that we've never done before. So for myself, I want to show you how I actually do this and how I've been doing it for the past three years, and that's through coaching. Uh, I coach soccer in the springs for about four months, and it takes up quite a bit of my time, but it is probably one of the biggest things that I've been able to do over the course of my career that's helped me level up. And it's allowed me to grow my business in ways that I never thought were possible and to be prepared for that growth in ways that I didn't know were possible. So I just wanna kind of run through some of the things that I face every single day or every single week at minimum as a coach for a soccer team. I'm coaching at a high school, we've got two different programs, a varsity team, a JV team, and then you've got all these parents that you're dealing with as well, then you've got the school administrators, and then you've got your opponents that you're also going uh, against. But every single day I'm getting a master class in public speaking. I'm having to give clear direction to you know, teenagers who may not listen that well, and I have to keep their attention for sustained periods of time while also getting a message across that's going to help them improve, help them to learn and put into practice what I'm trying to teach. Um, so every single day, that's definitely one that I'm growing in, public speaking. And that translates well into my business. Obviously, we do this podcast. I'm speaking all the time. You may think that I've got a great voice. I usually think differently. But a lot of that is due to how much practice I get each and every day in the spring coaching soccer. It also helps whenever I'm going into sales meetings. I'm able to talk fluidly. I'm able to get ideas across really well for my business because I'm getting so much practice selling myself to these kids as their coach and selling them on ideas and how we're going to be effective in winning games. Organizing is a huge thing. Getting, you know, I don't do it alone. I don't want to give that idea across. I've got a booster club and a president and, you know, administrator that helps out and I've got assistant coaches, but I have to be organized. I can't show up to practice without a plan. I can't go into a game without a plan. Whenever we do a fundraiser, I've got to help out and think about how we're going to accomplish it. Um, there's literally so many things that I have to organize from jerseys to schedules to trips to tournaments to whatever it is. But each and every day I have to come ready with a plan. And that's helped me tremendously to get organized in my business, but also to approach things with a lot of preparation, with a lot of planning. And sometimes that planning happens on the fly. It can't be, oh, I've got a week to plan for this next thing. It's no, you've got 10 minutes for this next meeting that's coming up. How can you come up with a plan? Uh, we've got this problem, how are we gonna solve it? Um, all of that comes through coaching. Uh, I get to see it every single day. Managing, I'm, it's, it's, you're not gonna start a business and immediately have 40 employees unless you're getting you know, venture capital funding and all these different things. For most people, their first experience managing is maybe a year into their business, uh, maybe two years into their business when they hire their first employee. And even then, it's a very intimate relationship with that employee that's maybe shadowing them or following them each and every day. But what coaching has allowed me to do, it helps me to manage a coaching staff, but also I'm managing the players on a high level for you know different programs that I don't get to see, like the JV team I don't work with. But 
I'm responsible for them. And so I have to delegate and trust that the assistant coach is going to do well. And then I also have to give them a plan and then follow up with them and see how they're doing. And then I'm managing all of my players as well. So I get to manage 45, 50 people easily every single day when I'm coaching. And I don't have nearly that size of a team now, but we've got about seven people and on our team at Benali. And I'm able to manage them a lot better because of the experience that I have with coaching. On and on this goes, analyzing games and being able to come up with solutions in the moment and strategies of how to attack uh, you know, the opponent or whatever it is. Same thing can happen inside of business where I'm having to analyze in real time and then come up with a solution in real time or a strategy in real time, being able to teach effectively. Um, there's so many different areas that I, I learn in that domain of coaching, but I bring across to my domain of business. So that's something that I take from coaching and and something that I've applied and that I learn by doing. Um, If I were to try to learn a lot of these same exact things outside of coaching and actually just inside my business as a marketing agency, it would take me a lot more time to learn how to manage big teams. Well, that's going to take me years to build a team that big. Uh, to learn how to think in the moment, I mean, and come up with a strategy and analyze uh, to work on public speaking, it would take a lot of different ways of implementing in the, that in my business uh, that to learn those things. For a lot of people, if they want to be able to manage 20 people, they can't just jump into that role. They have to have some management experience. Well, can you get that experience in a, in a different domain, across domains? So that's kind of my, my encouragement to you throughout all of this. As I talk about everything that I've learned through coaching, what are the experiences from your past that you can also apply now or in the future in your business? What, what skills do you have that are across the domain? Maybe you're an electrician. Well, what, what are some of the skills that you've learned from the past that will help you be maybe a better team member or help you be a better manager? or help you to stay organized better, or to be a better, have better customer service, right? Um, th- those are just like the oil spill from uh, in Alaska in the 80s. The guy took from his past when he was 18, and then in his present when he was drinking this, this uh, Slurpee. What can you do to take from your past experiences and apply them now to help you improve your business and, and grow your business? And also, how can you put yourself in different experiences? How can you put yourself in different domains that will also help you now in your business, like I'm doing with coaching in, in uh, the spring that's helping with me year-round with my business? And lastly, how can you apply these same principles to your business in the cases of hiring, in training, and even planning? Whenever you hire someone, are you if you're a roofer, are you looking someone who has roofing experience? Are you going to look for someone who has maybe experience in a different domain that you can teach some small skills that will then help you amplify what you're doing today in your business and bring a different perspective to your team and help you solve problems differently? It's so it's so common that you see that um, you know a, a big one is with military. So many you know trained military people will then go into the business world and be super successful because they apply the same principles and the same techniques that they used in their military position into the real world. And they find they bring a new approach, a different perspective that is fresh, that is innovative, 
and it really helps in the professional world. And many people, many employers seek out military people for that very reason. Same thing with athletes. They like the discipline that athletes may have and the, co- the competitive nature that they have, and they look to hire athletes because of that. How can you apply that to your business with hiring? And then even with training, rather than just sending your guys or even yourself into the same industry-specific training over and over again, what are some other trainings that might be applicable to you and your team that are in a different domain that'll help you approach your business, your industry differently than the competition? Uh, and lastly, with planning, how can you plan your company to be to, to be different than others? What I mean by that is you're in this one domain right now. Maybe, for example, you are that electrician. Well, you're really a service contractor. Can you maybe jump into HVAC or into plumbing by hiring a plumber and applying the same things that you do in your business today as far as the scheduling, as far as the pricing and the... Um, you know, the business end of things essentially, but then apply those same tactics into a different domain like plumbing or HVAC um, or maybe a handyman service, whatever it is. Can you use cross-domain functionality inside of your business for hiring, training, and for planning? So I hope that this inspires you in some way. I hope it recalls some information to your mind of things that you've learned in the past from different experiences you've had or things that you're doing today. Maybe it's a hobby you have that you love to do woodworking on the side and that actually helps you to understand things better in in your business, uh, whatever that might be. I hope that it brings those things to mind and helps you to see them a little bit differently. See them, sees your different experiences not as a burden, not as something that uh, takes away from your time in the business, but maybe helps train you and prepare you for things that you couldn't be prepared for otherwise in your business. So go do things, learn by doing, and do things that are different, not just things that are so specific, because generalists have a better understanding of the broad topics, and that is very helpful in a business setting because you have to be creative and adaptable and agile, uh, and it's not always cut and dry like a very clear game where like you're playing chess and there are rules and there's certain spaces you go in. Business is all ever-evolving, always changing, and you have to understand the broad picture, not just the specialized one. So I hope this was helpful. I appreciate you uh, listening and following along for our short episodes and all of our episodes. We're happy to have you in our audience. Please continue to, to like, to comment, to subscribe, to share all of this content with your friends, with people that you think this might be helpful for and help us grow the cash flow contractor. And yeah, hope you find less stress, more time, and more money in your business. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Cash Flow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.